Hi, you're listening to Friarside Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with a very special guest, in addition to, as always, Father Mike, but... Thanks, Sam. Thanks that you didn't totally blow me off in favor of our very special guest. You're just not the main attraction Exactly. Never am. Never am. (laughs) Uh, Today, our main attraction, um, no, our wonderful guest, we have Luke Dushman here with us. How's it going, Luke? Doing well. Yeah? Yeah, it's good to be here. Good to have you. Happy to be on the inside. That's right. Now you're seeing the behind the scenes. It's yeah. really, uh, it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, it, it's we're 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 uptown. I mean, we're we're we got it going. That's a phrase. We're uptown. I just made it a phrase. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Luke is a senior, mm-hmm. um, about to graduate, English major. Is English that major. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Um, yes. Always talking about books mm-hmm. and amazing things that you've read. I feel like you're just. You must read, like, multiple books a week. If only. If only. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say I do. Well, now that summer's here, yeah. you can, you know, get into that. Yeah, just pile more expectations on the summer. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a podcast. I think we had a podcast on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to have a conversation today um, around mothers, because Mother's mm. Day is coming up. Um, and also Mary, who is like our ultimate mother. And I know Luke has talked about having a very special relationship with, with Mary in his, um, spiritual life. So I thought, you know, and also with his own mother, we don't want to deny her any, any, you know, props. Of course. Yes. Um, yeah. So let's, let's dive into, okay. If you, Luke had to describe your mother in three words, well, first tell us Mm. your mother's name. Sandy. Sandy, okay. Sandra, I'm not sure what you prefer. Probably Sandy. <laughs> She's Sandy in the yeah, inner circle. In the core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How would you describe your mom? Yeah. She's one of the most hardworking, mm. humble, and generous women I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think in seeing the connection between my own relationship with my mom, it just makes so much sense why I feel a strong connection to Mary. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. Hardworking. Mary was a hard worker, too. Bossing Jesus around all day. (laughs) Probably Joseph, too. (laughs) (laughs) Do whatever he tells you. (laughs) And, you know, of course, on the show, we've heard a lot about Father Mike's mom. Yes, Bev, Bevy. She's our number one fan. I know. I was talking to her today on the phone. She called me. We had been playing phone tag. Mm. And um, she had, you know, many things that she was doing later this afternoon. She was afraid I was going to call once again while she was not there. (laughs) So she called me. Bevy's doing great. So I, I, I dawned on me that Mother's Day is coming up this morning, and I realized I have yet to think about what to get her for Mother's Day. So that usually necessitates a call to my sisters to see what can I sort of, you know, grab hold of of their gift. Like, hey, can I jump into your gift in some way? I'm terrible at these things. You don't still make like a macaroni frame with a picture in the middle? I, I can't say. <laughs> you know, I remember my dad had on his desk at work for years, it was a can of peas that the, the wrapper had been taken off that I had put take, taken construction paper in school and 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 taped it around and wrote dad on the front of that's the, all you did you wrote dad. dad yeah and that was and that was his a can of beans it was it was for his <laughs> pens on his desk i'm gone oh, oh okay, okay 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 yeah you got it dad. yeah oh that's very sweet i didn't do that for my mom so maybe maybe this mother's day it's a great idea mom if you, you're gonna you get, get an empty can, can of beans, can of beans. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, I have to say phone tag is my favorite game with my mom right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just feels like we're always in that place. But um yeah, so we've got Bev and Sandy and my mom is Gina. Gina, yes. of course. I got to meet Gina recently. Yes. For the first time. Yes. Wow. Oh, that was the very first that time. That was the very first time oh I met Gina. Gosh. So yeah, she is wonderful. Yeah. I wanna let's what do you feel like what is one way you strive to be more like your mom? My mom, I would say one of the qualities that she has is she doesn't encounter someone that she out of the gate doesn't think she can be really great friends with. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So every person she meets, she has this open or this automatic openness that uh, to the possibility that this person could be mm-hmm. could become a really good friend. And I, and that kind of openness and willingness to mm-hmm. engage others. Uh, and my mom has lots of great qualities, but that's one of them that I, I have to work at more, but yeah. she she just does that naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is the kind of person that um, my friends, I think, and my sisters would say the same thing. Our friends probably like hanging out with our mom more than they like hanging out with us. You know, like, <laughs> well, why doesn't your mom come up? Well, can I come without my mom? You know, like, why didn't, I, why didn't you bring your mom? I didn't know I had to bring my mom, you know, like, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Luke? Yeah. Sandy, come on. She's only listening right now. No, yeah, Just no. perched on the edge of, of her seat waiting <laughs> to hear what this is going to be. She's always so great at seeing and listening and responding to the needs of others. Mm. Just um, mm. at the point of, right, like, sacrificing, like, herself or her own needs just to be present to, like, me or my brothers or her coworkers. And yeah. I just really admire her willingness to, um, yeah, sort of recognize how and what she's capable of giving to other people mm-hmm. and fulfilling that even if it um it means like some few hours in the gym or less sleep mm-hmm. she's very great at uh yeah just giving being selfless sure. i think mm-hmm. her selflessness is how i would describe it mm-hmm. you know I, I, w- I would be willing to bet that if we did the you know the family feud mm-hmm. and came up with you know one-word adjectives to describe moms. I, our survey would say, ding, ding, that I'll bet selfless would be in the top, have to be in the top yeah. three, you know? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah, maybe that's in the in the genetic coding of moms. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's good. Well, they can... start out giving their body that's away right. to that's right. That's right. <laughs> this yeah. human growing inside of that's them, right. you know? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How about Gina? I would say um, I don't think I appreciate it enough as a kid, but um, I certainly do more now. My mom is like very joyful mm-hmm. and and free spirit and young at heart. Like when we were kids, I took it for granted that my mom would like play around in the pool with us and play like jumping games off the diving board. And I never looked around and realized that other moms just sat on the side <laughs> of the pool. And my mom was like in the midst of it. And it was so great. It was like the same thing. Everyone wanted to like play with Gina at the pool right, or right. whatever, you know? And um, so she just has like a very young at heart spirit that, um, yeah, I, I that's one of the things I kind of have to sh- struggle at sometimes, too, is to stay positive and see the beauty and, like, these little things and not um, want to micromanage mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see you that way at all. 
Not it's definitely all. not a trait I picked up from my boss. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, definition of free spirits. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I feel like those are um, some serious spiritual gifts of, like, mm-hmm. each of our mothers, right. too. How they, yeah. What do you feel like, I remember hearing, it was pretty recent, someone just talking about how, like, God's love, I mean, of course we know God's love is incomparable to anything that we have here, but it is, like, very similar to a mother's love in its, like, selflessness and life-givingness and... But I just, you know, I I think of, you know, there's Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and then God the Father. I don't really think of it in, like, motherhood-type terms, but I feel like that's there in some way. Is that heretical to say? <laughs> <laughs> just edit that whole part out and we'll start over again. Uh, no, no, no. I, I mean, I think um, I think there are a number of references in Scripture where uh, the, the, the love that God has for us is referenced, you know, as... Uh, more than a mother's love. So it, sure. it, it takes yes. what I think everyone would acknowledge as the height of love, mm. which is a mother's love, and mm. then said that God's love is, you know, is even greater than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I feel like uh, even within our own faith tradition, there's that sense of, you know, a, a real pinnacle uh, of love is, is the love that, love that a mother has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you know, it's not, we're not, you know, disrespecting our dads or saying that they're not loving or I don't think that either are we, you know, somehow stereotyping, you know, that um, females are more loving than males. I I just think that there's a (laughs) there's a reality of motherhood Mm -hmm. that's that's so physical Mm -hmm. that it 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 takes that love to a very unique level Mm -hmm. and and celebrating on Mother's Day these the the gift giftedness or the giving the selflessness of our moms uh, mm-hmm. points us I think to um, to well, where did that come from where did that kind of love come from well ultimately you know it comes to us from from a God who loves us you know umpteen times mm-hmm. you know incompar- in incomparable ways mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. incomparably more incomparably in, Yes, much, much more. Mm-hmm. More, more. Incomprehensible. More. It, yes, more er. Well, okay, we, we've got an English major that's here. Right. We've got that's to right. do I'm a better so job. So it's okay. I'm just kidding. It's okay. I was told my thesis wasn't very grammatical, so it's okay. Really? But yeah, it was good. I wrote about Mary in that, too. So oh, wow. Got oh, you some, did? some spotlight for, dedicated it to my mother. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Look at very that. relevant for this. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Um, and we knew that ahead of time, right? Oh, yeah, you you we, had researched that, and that's why you're, exactly. that's why you're here, Luke. I totally read his thesis, <laughs> yes, and yes. like, this is, <laughs> you're perfect. Um, so I already have my Mother's Day card. I got that from my mm. mom like a few weeks ago, but wow. I was at a, I know, I was, well, I haven't written it and sent it yet, but I have the card. That's great. But I was at like a little shop today. I said, like, you know what? I should get cards for my two aunts and um, my grandma too. Like mm. it's Mother's Day for them too. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, I'm, I mean, they have mothered me at different points in, in my life too. Mm-hmm. And um, do you have other people, other women in your life um, who have been like that for you? Hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Luke? Yeah, definitely my grandmother, my aunt. Yeah. And it, it's great to just growing up um, – having them present just in this sort of family culture where mm-hmm. I could turn to them and know that they'd be there for me or we'd spend time together and just 
um, recognizing the joy that they sort of brought to you know our family parties yeah. or the get-togethers at my grandparents' house. It was always great, um, mm. and they were always kind of. My family just tended to be a bit more matriarchal, sort of surrounding <laughs> around like mm-hmm. my mom and my grandmother, and mm-hmm. really respect them and everything they did to raise their families and to raise me. Yeah. You know? um, no, certainly. I you know, I I want to jump into like the the family as as you were going to say, but my neighborhood was was very. Um, was very large but very small. In other words, uh, mm-hmm. there were tons of people. It was large in, that, in the inner city, but you know, I could throw a stone and hit you know the houses of seventeen friends. And <laughs> my best friend growing up, Steve, his mother, uh, Joan Joan McNamara, she was she was like my other mother in mm-hmm. in the best sense of that word and in the worst sense of that word. You know, like I could go into my friend Steve's house, and Miss Joan would. Um, would you know she'd make dinner or she you know she'd give me something to eat or you know, it was like my our house you know my her house was my house you know in, mm-hmm. in that regard but she would also um you know take out the trash or you know like there were there were things that she wouldn't feel very she wouldn't have any hesitancy to get me to do but so there was that kind of comfort the other was knowing that there was this other woman in the neighborhood that if i didn't if i wasn't doing what i was supposed to be doing She'd give it to oh you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I know. And isn't it... I feel like even as I get older, I still encounter more people who are kind of... have that type of relationship with. And it's it's just... It's really been a blessing. I, like, my best friend, Amanda, we went to school together, and I knew her mom, Cindy, a little bit, but it wasn't until we went on pilgrimage together and just, like, some conversations that we had along the way that I felt like... This is a woman I could rely on and come to for advice when I needed it for certain things. And, yeah, it's just really, I don't know. It's so cool that you can keep finding these new types of motherly relationships along the way. I guess maybe one day I'll get to be yeah. <laughs> be that, that for someone that's else. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's interesting. I find my sisters, who are all mothers, Oh yeah. I find them to be motherly to me at times. Really? In, in the best sense of yeah, that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's another... Another area. I, I don't. I don't think that they're trying to do that necessarily. I just think it's. It's now it's, what it's comes their, naturally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so transitioning a little bit to uh, Mary, the ultimate mother. Um, In this month of Mary. Oh, yeah. This May. Oh, my terrible Catholic! I didn't realize May was the month of Mary. There's another Mary's month, month that's also not Mary's month. October. Why? What? Why? Why each of them? Because, rosary. Very well. You could say why is October the month yeah. of the rosary? The, the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary is in October. <sighs> and then you've got your Fatima connections too yeah. with May and October. Mm-hmm. So okay, just kind of okay. uber. Right. We don't care about right. August when she was assumed into heaven. It's not that it's we don't. Just, care. It's assumed that we care about. That. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love it. That's pretty good. You might get invited back. Oh wait, you're graduating. Uh, um, yeah, what, um, what are some points in Mary's life that stand out to you mm-hmm. around her, like, motherhood? Yeah, I think the two biggest moments, like, the bookends of Jesus' life, mm-hmm. so the Annunciation and then the Crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And for me, Mary's moment when she's told that she's going to be the mother of God is utterly beautiful, yet mm-hmm. so terrifying, yet yeah. I just love her response where she's like, 
all right, this angel that's in my room, like, I believe you, but I have no idea how this is going to happen, <laughs> so you're going to have to help me out a little bit. And there's not an ounce of disbelief in what this angel's mm-hmm. telling her, but it's just like, I have no idea how this is going to play out. Yeah. And to me, that's so encouraging, and just her act of faith there. And then her response, let it be done unto me according to your word, is like, you know, mm-hmm. first example of what it means to be a disciple. And yeah. I, I go back to that every day and thinking about what that means. And then um, Mary at the cross when John's gospel, Jesus is like, hey, behold your mother, woman, behold your son. And kind of thinking about Mary being willing to not only receive Jesus, but then let go mm-hmm. and to sacrifice him. Sure. Like, that is, that's love. That is. Yeah. And talk about that for hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> this might be uh, episode one of multiple episodes. the marion series the series that's right that's right how about you any uh, points in mary's life that uh, jump out at you that speak to your heart in a special way i would say the annunciation also is just a time that strikes me i um when we went to assisi mm. in the Portsiuncola, there's just like a beautiful representation of that. And I have a, that's like one of the little things on my bedside that I like to. That's also in your office. And it, and, oh yeah, and it's in my <laughs> office too. I really like it a lot. Because um, I agree, it's just like, uh, your, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. Um, just like I, such a good yes. I like the um, the wedding feast that came. To me, her, mm. great, her greatest line in scripture is do whatever he tells you. So you know, good. That, that she's con- and that's, you know, one of the things I think that uh, a lot of folks uh, misunderstand about Mariology and, and the Catholic understanding of this, uh, this awesome woman is, you know, that Mary constantly puts the focus on Christ. Mm-hmm. She is always, you know, all of the Marian apparitions are all about drawing people closer to Christ, not closer to her, but closer to Christ. And so I, you know, I think that there's, you know, do whatever, whatever he tells you, Mm -hmm. even when it seems, you know, ridiculous. So, you know, think of the next thing that Jesus then tells them to do, (laughs) go fill up those jugs with water because we need more wine. Mm -hmm. You can imagine them thinking, this is a waste of time. Who is this loon? Right. Why am I dead? And so, you know, that that sense of uh, obedience to Mm -hmm. Christ that she had the wherewithal to appreciate in her own life Mm -hmm. because of the Annunciation, right? Yeah. And then is able to mirror that, you know, to all of us and and challenge all of us to to do whatever he tells us. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm glad that you touched on the um, what true Marian like devotion is is all about. So, what um, how do you feel like Mary's intercession? How do you, how do you properly ask Mary for intercession? What about you, Luke? Yeah, one of the, my favorite images is Mary's foot on the head of the serpent. Mm. It's just how Mary conquers evil and sin in our life. Mm. So, mm. just in those moments where it's like you know, feeling very tempted, just asking for Mary's intercession, right? She, I like to think that Mary sees us as we should be, like, without sin and wants to Mm. do everything so that we cannot have this sin in our life so that we can come all the more closer to Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm. And just that image of her foot on the servant's head because of her obedience and her purity, knowing that she wants to share those graces with us, Mm. that's kind of like asking, you know, um, asking her to share what God has given her and what she so freely wants to give to us, like 
that's how I've asked for Mary's intercession, knowing, right, that she has no interest in hoarding. Like, she is not a mother that has a full house, so she's just keeping this stuff to herself. She wants to give it all out. And I just love thinking about um, how she's so ready to give us these graces Mm -hmm. if we simply just ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I, I try and see it a little bit outside of time in that Mm -hmm. um, Mary Mary is the co-mediatrix. You know, like, she... she, uh, as she gives birth to Christ, as Christ comes into the world through her, then, you know, that that the presence of Christ is the grace that is always coming through her, you know, in a certain way. And so um, I, I think that's a way that uh, I like to think of Mary, her yes and her place in humanity then encourages us to to do the same, you know, how are we going to bear the Lord, you know, and bring his presence into, you know, into our time and into our, into these places. And I, you know, Mary has a unique relationship with Jesus yeah. and I want anyone who has a re- unique relationship with <laughs> Jesus to intercede on my behalf, to, yeah. to gain, you know, a greater insight into Christ and also to be, help me to be more open to his grace that's mm-hmm. going to you know, so that I can do whatever he tells me. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, I know often sometimes friars have little rosary, no, giant rosaries attached it's to your... It's called a crown. Oh, it's called the crown? Yes. It has seven <gasps> decades instead of five. Oh. Seven joys of Mary's Seven life. joys of Mary's Oh. Life. I know. That's we'll, very beautiful. That will be another podcast. We'll do seven, <laughs> seven well, joys. Oh, and we well, just we, dissect what the friars wear. Well, the no, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I, I wore the crown until I came to Duke. Mm-hmm. And a week before I was transferred here, my, I mean, I can't tell you how many times my crown broke. Mm-hmm. Especially working in a school yeah, where it would, get, it would get snagged on desks all the time. Yeah. And it, I mean, it shattered into like six you know, pieces. And so <laughs> it, well, then I moved here and I mean, my first eight months, I mean, I, I was on a treadmill. I had, no, you know, and never really had time. And then I was, no, I realized I'm here for a year and I haven't worn the crown. I thought if I put it back on, people are going to, well, what's that? You know, it would have been, had I shown up with the crown yeah. on, it would have been <laughs> no big deal, but God bless yeah. it. You know, it's an option in our, on our habit. Okay. Okay. And I know you, Luke, often carry around um, your like rosary, rosary ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's my favorite way to pray. Yeah, the um, rosary. Yeah, just because I think it's so simple yet it's so profound in just inviting us to meditate on Jesus's life and Jesus's life and Mary. Mm-hmm. And just one of my favorite descriptions of the rosary is a gospel on its knees. Just mm-hmm. like thinking about how this is literally the rope that we can kind kind of climb oh. to come to like ascend this mountain to like really contemplate Christ um, yeah it's just like reflecting on each of the mysteries it's like yep there are days where I'm really joyful or I'm really sorrowful mm-hmm. where I really just need to reflect on like the glorious promises that mm-hmm. like God has invested in our lives mm-hmm. and just that prayer and sort of Mary's company in that is really enriching for my mm-hmm. spiritual life mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah. well um, I think we're just about out of time here today but we'll get some um some thoughts from Luke on what are some good resources for beginning rosary prayer. And yeah. we can, um, we'll put those in the show notes and um, maybe some other great ways to ask for Our Lady's intercession. Amen.
Amen. In this month of Mary. In this month mm. of Mary. That's, That's right. so, so appropriate. Is it the month of Mary all over the world or are you in the United States? No, all over the world. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Queen of, of heaven and earth. And earth, yes. You know, my nickname is uh, Queenie. Queenie, too. <laughs> so, me and yeah. the Regina. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you guys so much. Thank you, Luke, for um, for sharing and for your yeah. insight. It was really beautiful and moving to me. So, I hope it was to our listeners as well. So thank you guys for joining us for another great episode of Friarside Chats. Feel free to email me anytime with any thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Thanks, Luke. Thank you, you. Queenie. (laughs) See you guys next time on Friarside Chats. Test. What is that? I'm going. You you go first. I'm fine. I get your spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Nice and loud.